Certainly, COVID nineteen has changed a lot of things, and also changes our relationship to uh, to our ki- our kitchens and our cooking. And joining us on the line is the healthy Italian Fina Scropo. Fina, how are you holding up in COVID nineteen? I'm doing okay. I'm I'm in the kitchen, which is kind of my favorite place to be. Right. Um, a lot more because the kids are home all the time, and um, hubby's working from home. But um, I think a lot of people are spending time in the kitchen, which is really great to see. I mean, if there's a positive in all this, is that families are spending more time together in the kitchen, cooking and creating. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I mean, I think a lot of people are starting to run out of ideas. Yep. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they've done the right things. They've stocked their pantry, like we talked about earlier, and they've stocked their freezers, and they're like, okay, now what? <laughs> so, you, you know, I've, I'm seeing people making bread, which is wonderful, but, you know, um, you, you can't eat only bread, right? So, we're uh, we're hopefully going to give them some new ideas, some creative ideas, to um, make their time in the kitchen a little bit more positive and creative and delicious. Sounds good. And me. this is something that you know you have brought up from day one, uh, but now more than ever, this is a great time to do this. Is involve the kids in making the meals. For sure. I was talking to a friend the other day, and um, the kids had complained about what she made. And so she, <laughs> she drew up some rules, and she said, okay, well, we're all going to pick a meal every night, and we're going to cook it. And you guys get to choose. So that's a great way to do it, is to give them a bit of ownership and empowerment. And because we're all home, you know, we can oversee that process a little bit more. Actually, so- what I do sometimes is I just ask my three-year-old, hey, what are we going to eat for dinner tonight? And sometimes <laughs> she does come up with great ideas. And I'm like, okay, that is what we're going to make. So I love it. That's a start, right? Yeah. That's a start. And that's kind of what we're talking about today is just, you know, shaking it up. So um, it might be, for me, it's, it's I lean on the Mediterranean food. Foods, right, so I think about the foods that I love, that I enjoy, that I cook with, and I kind of make them sort of the um, the star of the plate, right? And and that will then, of course, help me create other dishes. So when you're looking at that, what are maybe you know some of the top Mediterranean foods that you'd be using? So you know, it always starts at sort of a base, a foundation. So I lean on olive oil, of course, because it's a versatile oil, right? But as well, because oils help me do the kinds of things I need them to do right now in the kitchen. So they work well with all kinds of vinegars and can't be always picky and choosy and run to the grocery store when we want to these days. Right. So we've got to work with what we have. Um, they work. It works really well with you know, making glazes and, and, it, and salad dressings and pesto. So, for example, if you've got some fresh herbs that are going not so great in the in the fridge, then, you know, we'll put, we're pulsing them with some garlic and some olive oil and we're keeping them for another use, um, maybe even throwing them in an ice cube in the freezer and using them um, when we need them. And with that goes our herbs, you know, um, and we're leaning on a lot of, of dried herbs. So things like rosemary and bay leaf and fennel, spices um, that are, or herbs rather, that are dried, um, that impart flavor and aroma, enhance flavor, a, a taste in food, and changing color because obviously we want to make it a little bit more exciting. And so those are great to have. Essential oils that soothe and heal the gut, which are anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial properties, and calm and stress the body. So those are good starting points. Um, I lean on things that I can stick in the pantry too. So, for example, lentils, which I absolutely love. Red and brown lentils is my go-to. 
And the nice thing about those is they're, they're in the pantry and they last a long time because they're dried. But here's the thing. You don't have to soak them like beans and other legumes for, um, first of all, you can just rinse them, throw them in a pot, and they're cooking in 20, 25 minutes. But the nice thing is that lentils, again, are very versatile. So throw them with some quinoa or another grain. You've got a great side or a great salad. You know, and a lentil soup, of course, goes a long way and is a great starter for any meal. Use them as stuffing in a cabbage or with onions or with tomatoes. People are even getting creative and using them as a replacement for meats. So they're making lentil loaves with them, you know, mixing them with walnuts and other ingredients to mimic a meatloaf. And they're, you know, they're, they're great because they're a great plant protein. They have about eight cups of protein, sorry, eight grams of protein per cup. Lots of fiber stabilizes our blood sugar, makes us feel full longer, which is important because we're, we're tending to make more trips to the fridge and there's virtually no fat in them. So it's great. Um, you know, tomatoes is a go-to, whether they're fresh and, you know, you've got them sitting on the counter for a few days to ripen, they go a long way in a, you know, in a, on a pizza or in a salad. Um, I love them paired with green beans or tuna. Um, but we can also lean on the, on the canned variety, right? Which lasts a bit longer. So, um, you know, my kids are making more BLTs lately, or <laughs> I'm adding um, cherry tomatoes or whatever tomatoes I have to broil with my sides, whether it's asparagus or whether it's, um, you know, with a fish or a grilled chicken, whether I'm tossing them as left and leftovers with some grilled chicken uh, in a quesadilla, whatever that might be. Um, we're adding, you know, some vitamin A's and some vitamin C's to our diet by incorporating tomatoes. Um, the lycopene content increases as we cook them, so they're boosting the cancer-fighting abilities of them. Um, so all, all really good sort of ways to incorporate those kinds of things in your meals. These are fantastic I, ideas. Yeah, you can keep going. <laughs> yeah. You, like, and, 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 it's, and it's interesting because Mediterranean food, I mean, that is a very healthy way to eat. For sure. Time and time again, we know from research that it is the way to eat for health and longevity. So adopting a Mediterranean way of, of, of eating is a great, great sort of idea for the family to explore. Um, things like eggplants, which we know are, are nutrient-dense and, again, can be layered, can be put in a ratatouille, can be made into a pasta, and they have a lot of uh, rich antioxidants, nuts and seeds um, like almonds and pine nuts mm. and hazelnuts. I mean, great for, for butters, um, great for paste or pestos and salads and baking. And so these are the kinds of things I think that people um, can use, you know, as a starting point and really get creative and start to expand, even, even maybe even try, um, expand their palates. This is a time to explore and get creative. And these kinds of ingredients are the way to get that sort of idea generation going. Venus Gropo is the healthy Italian. You can find many more great ideas in her cookbook, The Healthy Italian Cookbook. But Fina, you've been doing some amazing stuff online at thehealthyitalian.ca. You even have a, a newsletter. I have a newsletter that just came out this week with some great ideas and some tips. I'm doing some lives on my Instagram channel, so if people want to check out um, how I'm getting creative in the kitchen, please check me out on thehealthyitalian.ca. Um, has all the links to my socials and um, my email. Fina Scrobo, thank you for joining us here on Talk of the Town. Thanks for having me.